Hey, welcome to the Mosaic Fitness Collective. I'm your host, Mike V, and I'm passionate about CrossFit, but I have some questions that need answering and some things to get off my chest. So let's break some bread and have some conversations. Okay, my lady Lexi, we're on our we're on our vacation in Charleston, our one time a year where we actually get away and do really nothing CrossFit related, or at least gym related, right? We've been coming to Charleston for three years. It's always a birthday week, so it's always a good celebration. Try to shut down the phones and usually have a good time. No, the weather this week hasn't been fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was good the first few days. Yesterday was Thursday. It's gross. Went to, what do we do? We went to bookshop, did nothing. It was kind of fun. CrossFit, oh yeah, the semifinals have started this week. It's exciting. Um, one of the things we think about is our, we have been talking about is like, we always notice, you know, when you go to different places, if you're in the CrossFit community and stuff like that, kind of the thing to do is to drop into other gyms. And those are always fun. You get the t-shirt usually um and you just you know check something different out so we come to we come to charleston we go to pell hell pell horse pell horse is it crossfit pell horse or pell horse crossfit crossfit comes after pell horse crossfit their theme is outwork death i love that outwork death it's kind of straight to the point um so we've been coming here for three years usually we do our own programming this year we've decided just to do classes it's a lot easier Lexi's been training a lot. Um, intensity's gone a lot. I'm old and broken, so I'm just trying to see if I can even work out anymore. So that's exciting. But <clears throat> we were talking about, you know, some of our core values at the gym, you know, is the things that we focus on, though, is um, coaching, um, community, and programming. <clears throat> and so kind of talking about that, we just found ourselves talking after workouts or even just during the week in general over breakfast and whatnot, just the kind of differences we see in, in different gyms and how it relates to kind of what our gym is and who we are. And I think one of the things I, that I had brought up is that each gym has their thing, right? They're like, either you go to a gym and they have fun workouts, you go to a gym and they're competitive, or you go to a gym and their community is awesome. You go to a gym and, you know, I think from an owner standpoint, we just kind of nitpick and kind of see different things, whether or not it's coaching or not coaching and, and things like that. Um, would you say on every vacation you've gone on for the most part since you've done CrossFit that you always drop into a gym at some point? Yeah, whenever I'm traveling, I drop in. Can't hear you what? Whenever I travel, I drop in somewhere. Oh, okay. Pretty much everywhere. And then everything's different. What's your experience in that? Different gyms? Um, I would say at the level that I'm at, I don't think that any gym that I've dropped in at, I've really been coached. What do you mean by that? The level that you're at? like being competitive. I think that people see me when I drop in and they're like, oh, she knows what she's doing. And then they leave me alone. (laughs) It's fair. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about programming wise, when you go to different gyms, like Mm -hmm. when you look at like you're dropping in. So I know like when we get drop-ins at the forge, um, some people will be like, Hey, what's the programming? You know, some people don't care. They just show up. Like, what's your mindset as far as like dropping into a gym? Anyways, are you going into this vacation knowing oh, I'm going to drop in regardless, so I'm going to do whatever, 
Do you want to know like what's yes okay I do want to know because i'm on vacation, at least in this instance i'm on vacation and like the workout that they did yesterday I had so little interest in doing that, there was no way I was going. Um, other than that i'll do it like if it's something like today we had to run I hate running but it's fine i'll do a workout. But something where it's like two 15 or 20 minute workouts back to back and like there's devil's presses i'm not doing that shit on vacation i'm not doing it. So I need to know to a certain extent. Also, in terms of apparel, like if we're running, I need pants. So it's nice to know beforehand, or I guess I can just wear pants because <laughs> pants always work short sometimes, don't they? Yeah, I feel like there's a certain, I don't know, I have a lot of anxiety sometimes going into, going into it, especially when people know that we own a gym and all that stuff. Oh, they're going to be great. You're great. Thank you. I'm old and broken, so it just makes me feel some type of way. But I think it's also nice, I guess when I go in, though, we have an expectation like we try to coach everybody all the time so for instance today let's talk about today so today's um class was basically you're um, building up to a heavy set of three push press from the rack and it was written as six six four four three 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 didn't necessarily have to follow that well at our gym where you know we say hey you're going to do the six and rest two minutes or we're doing every three minutes or whatever we have some type of structure um and i guess for us that's just because we know it's gpp gpp class meaning um that there are some people who know what they're doing and some people who are new at this and stuff like that so we try to give them some parameters to work around it also just helps us with um organization and timing of a class but mm -hmm. anyways so we kind of go through okay what well, here's what a push press is and then as we're doing these things having some type of timing structure it allows us as a coach is to get in there and help out right but in this instance this week he was like hey you got 10 to 15 minutes go ahead and start loading up your bar and get to that three rep right there's like well, no coaching i don't mind that but i don't want if there's no structure i want as much time as i need if that makes any sense right and you don't mind that because you know what you're doing right right so again we're talking gpp class which we dropped into it's just interesting how some people, because they also had other drop-ins from other places, which mm -hmm. I would have looked at those athletes and would have been like, oh, I probably should get in there and show them a thing or two, right? Because mm. my goal is, at least from our gym standpoint, is if you never come back to our gym again, cool, but I want you to leave learning something maybe, mm -hmm. or at least have that, oh, they, again, I'm not saying that they don't care, but that at least there's that notion, that perception of, it's just interesting to me. That that happens like and so then i think the other thing we were talking about because of that was that then what makes that gym their gym right the members that go to that gym because we were talking to somebody at noon on wednesday like he tried a couple other gyms before joining pill horse and he's like i just knew this was going to be my gym he liked the look of it right it's an aesthetic warehouse and warehouse it district it looks really good i like it in there and yeah but but okay it looks really good so what does that mean what does it look like oh plenty of equipment plenty of space and it's not too soft you know what i'm saying like it no. should i don't need it to be all pretty and like lifetime or whatever like i'm mm. there do you know what i'm saying so it as wasn't like bougie crossfit yes correct i think i prefer that so it was garage more garage style yeah. big ass fans yep literally big ass fans and big ass fans mm -hmm. floors dirty mm -hmm. dusty because they're here on the coast a lot of the barbells are kind of actually rusted just but they still spin really nice. They spin very nice. They take care very, of their equipment. Very, very nice. So what it boils down to then, so some gyms, right, 
I feel like. Mm -hmm. So some gyms you go to, their program is really good. Mm -hmm. I think the guy from Memphis who dropped in today, he liked coming in. He likes his gym back home in Memphis, but he liked today's because it was like more of a kitchen sink just to, or, or this week's programming has been a kitchen sink of stuff, mm -hmm. right? Whether or not they're following cycles or phases or whatever, you know, when you're going to go to Pell Horse, you're going to get like a plethora of things within yeah. a work in a workout. I feel like I did so much cardio this week. Yeah. Versus where our programming at the gym is, if we're doing a high CNS lift, that's all we're doing mm -hmm. the entire class. Because mm -hmm. our philosophy, um, well, we follow Misfits Athletics, and it's also my philosophy that high CNS days, heavy lifting days, I mean, that should take whole class anyways, because you should have some rest periods to maximize your you know, um, potential for heavy lifts and stuff like that. And also so people don't get hurt and right. things like that. But, um, but yeah, so anyways, I don't know. I don't know other people's experiences, but when I think about again, back to coaching, programming and community, I think it all comes back down to the community because you were saying 100%. earlier that regardless of not being coached, regardless of what the programming would have been, I mean, it's been fine. Um, everybody was nice. Yeah. Right. You get to sit down afterwards and talk to people. And I think mm -hmm. no matter what gym I've been to, I don't, didn't you say you've never been to a gym that people were not nice? Yes. I've never been to a gym where you couldn't sit around and talk to somebody afterwards. And right. I think that's the real draw in general about CrossFit. I think that's, I mean, that's a good point because we, we didn't even really talk about CrossFit when we were done. We we're just talking mm -hmm. about daily lives music and, food and food and music. Yeah. So there's that human connection, which, you know, as far as the forge goes, what we tell coaches is, or we ask, why do people show up or why are people joining the gym? And it's always been my philosophy that, yeah, I think like the surface level thing is to get stronger, to get more fit, to whatever physically lose weight and all that stuff. But I think it's to be a part of a community, to be a part of something. Right. Right. And how many people do you get coming in that are new people who say, oh, I want to be competitive versus how many people do you have coming in that say, I want to make friends? That's so true. We have literally a member or somebody who just signed up this week or last week that literally said that was probably her one of her number one purposes. Right. It's not. It is to get fit because that's something that everybody should be doing is trying to stay fit. So that or when, active. Yeah. yeah, fit, active, whatever. So that when you're older, your body doesn't just disintegrate. But the reason that you do CrossFit is because everybody is there and the communal suffering can bond people and you make friends. Yep. Yeah, totally agree with that. So as far as gyms go and just different things, and I think that's what I was just trying to recognize or that I think I was coming to light is like, okay, what we do at our gym, there's three things, right? The coaching, programming, and community. Well, our community has, is, of course, everybody says this about their gym, top notch. <laughs> Ours is top notch. Um, there's just so many walks of life that literally walk into our gym from where they are in their season of life, whether they're overcoming something, whether they're able to lead and share, but there's common, just commonality and we extend that outside of the walls. That is probably our prime thing. After that, I would say, you know, the coaching and programming, I'm sure everybody has opinions on that. The coaching would probably be more individualized from coach to coach. But what we do know from our coaching is that regardless of the tenureship of our coaches, there is, I, I feel like our athletes know that our coaches care. Mm -hmm. They're trying, they're always, 
giving a little tip, whether it's um, from their own experience or just something they know from, you know, being a coach. Right. Um, so there's always something happening. And I think that's with drop-ins, with new people and with whatever level of athlete that we have, which I think is kind of cool. I don't think anybody really gets missed. And I think though, because of our personal experiences, yes. right? Like, I mean, yes. what do you, what do you, where do you see like our coaches compared to other gyms? Well, I think it was you specifically that was the first time in a long time where like I had actually gotten coached. And I think that I have learned from that. And I also know for a fact, I've talked to Janetta and that Janetta had learned from that. And I'm sure Carrie and Olivia have too, where when you're in class and the coach sees you and can tell that you know what you're doing. And then there's other people that need more help then you get ignored because it's easy to ignore somebody who knows what they're doing. But once you learn those small things, you know, like, I don't know, not rebending your knees on a dumbbell snatch to be faster. Like you learn that kind of a thing and you can pass that on to another high level athlete. And then like, they're thankful that they still get coached. Like it makes a huge difference. And so I think that having gone at least several people that I've talked to on our staff where coaches haven't gone through something like that, now try and pay attention to the people who already know what they're doing so that they also get coached because it's not fun to sit in class and be ignored. Yeah. Well, not, not only that, but especially I mean, when everyone else is getting attention, if nobody's getting attention and you're also not getting attention, then at least, you know, it's not you. But when everybody <laughs> else is getting coached and you're not, you're like, am I doing something wrong? Am I not like what's going on? Yeah, no, that makes good sense. And I think I think my philosophy has always been no matter how good you are, you can always be better. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you as a coach can only give so much feedback just based on your experience anyways. Right. And it depends on what level of competitive platform you you know i intentionally hired a variety of coaches to meet people at different places on their in their journey you know what i mean so i don't expect all our coaches to be able to coach all athletes but it's certainly just you know good to that they care and they're always checking in and, and at some some level i think the other conversation we were having this week was we're talking about programming right so we do surveys and i know a couple of surveys you know, some people would like to see longer Metcons or, you know, um, heavier weights or whatever it whatever is. Whatever they're good at. Whatever they're good at, yeah, generally. Or, and sometimes it is whatever they like, right? Mm -hmm. um, suffering. Some people really like to suffer. And I really, I've, I've really fallen in love with our program. So it's really hard to go to another place. So like this week, <laughs> let's talk about it again real quick. Um, we had, what was it? Go ahead. Weight, cardio disguises weightlifting. Cardio, cardio. Disguise. cardio disguises weightlifting. Cardio, weightlifting, cardio. Yeah. <laughs> cardio disguises weightlifting is rude. You do that to us a lot too. Well, so I mean, the interesting thing about that though is because if you have a barbell in your hand and you're doing power cleans, right? You're doing Olympic lifting, quote unquote, right? But that's not true. It's not. Right? <laughs> Olympic lifting is you're doing a couple reps of something resetting who only do olympic weightlifting if they ever do sets that are more than like three and if they do they are complaining mightily about it yeah <laughs> so what was that what did we do monday we did an emom 10 toes to bar as many clean and jerks 
squat clean and jerk it was squat clean yeah ton toes to bar in minute one minute two it was as many squat clean and jerks as you could at 115.75 and then one minute rest so you see the barbell and you're like oh cool barbell Mm -mm, it's cardio it is cardio because it's so light it was very light and it was a lot of cycling now again i just want to preface this because we don't know what pale host is doing we don't know if they've been in a cycle i don't i don't know we don't follow the program or anything like that so this could have been like you know a barbell cycling endurance or something like that but but i'm just speaking based on what we experienced so it wasn't weightlifting mm-hmm. it was cardio right um then on wednesday we came back and we did what was called curtis piece which is one power clean Rough. uh right leg lunge left leg lunge Shoulder, shoulder overhead. overhead. And it was in three minutes, you had to accumulate 10 reps. Yeah. And then in, there was no rest between the three minutes. Then another three minutes, you had to accumulate nine reps. And then another three minutes, you had to accumulate eight reps there at were, also 115. No, it was 75, 95, 105 for women. Oh, because it went up. So it would have been 115, 135, 155. Yeah. And, and so once again, Power Cardio. cleans. Cardio. Shoulder to overhead. It's disguised, right? It was a hundred percent cardio. Cause like and a little the, bit lunging endurance, because that started to hurt. <laughs> well, yeah, the lunge. Yeah, that's awful. But anyways, so it's just interesting, right? And and then and then you have your Metcon right afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so generally in a 60-minute class, even hours, there's not a whole lot of time, right? And that's why we don't do the traditional I say traditional, but whatever, you know, where you do a strength and then a workout, mm-hmm. right? Because to go from a high CNS then to a high intensity piece, like the longevity for your body to, to last over a period of time, whether that's week, two weeks, month, three months, you're going to break down, right? And yeah, you're going to be, first, you're going to get hurt. The first class we did the EMOM with the clean and jerks thing. And then what was the workout? Oh, there was handstand push-ups and power kind of heavy, but not really power cleans and jump roping. And I really needed about two times the amount of rest in between pieces that I had. Yeah. But that's what happens in a 60-minute class. There isn't time. I'm used to working on my own schedule where we'll do our lifting or our cardio disguised as lifting. And then I'll take like at least 10 to 15 minutes before I start the next piece, which sometimes is more actual lifting or sometimes then it's the metcon but i get to move at my own schedule and being put into the 60 minute class instead of my own schedule um it was a little stressful what well, is right there's there's zero recovery time man. Which, and i don't think about that because i mostly just coach that now instead of actually doing it and it is very stressful i should have some more sympathy for the people i coach sometimes there you go yeah but um and so so it's just interesting you know going getting back into classes and then evaluating what different gyms do and and that's the normal thing right like that's just what I, at least my experience as far as doing classes and and um past experiences with gyms is where you do a strength piece and then you do a metcon and you know i think people get fit probably but they plateau really quick right your body doesn't really have a chance to adapt because in reality you're doing the same intensity every day well, if, you're, if you come multiple days. Obviously. Like you were saying, if it was like a barbell cycling endurance cycle, then I get it 100% because, I mean, we did a lot of reps in terms of the barbell at not very heavy weights at all this week. Correct. A lot of reps. And so I could see how that would 
that would make you improve 100% because you were doing a ton of reps. Yeah, but the interesting thing about that, you talk about barbell cycling, come back to our coaching thing. Mm -hmm. There's ways to be efficient in barbell cycling. Oh, like today I figured out when my hamstrings weren't working. Right, but you know what I'm saying though? So like, so now we just talked about programming and then we come back to coaching again. And it doesn't have to be a lot. That's sometimes missed. And I don't know if these things make a gym a good gym, a bad gym, or anything like that. I just know how I see that as an outsider. And it's really hard because I don't know that experience of, like, when I started CrossFit, I kind of just got it. You know what I mean? Yeah, same. So I don't know what that's like to not get something. I would have figured it out on my own anyways. So I don't know. I don't know if if that makes or breaks a gym. You know what I'm saying? Like... Does what might what makes or breaks a gym? Is it the hey, what's up? Welcome. How are you? Yeah. This is so and so. I think that it's probably more the vibes and the people around you than it necessarily is the coaching and the program. Because like I said, I think that most people walk into the gym with maybe the primary goal is getting fit, but they don't really care about being super competitive. And then like goal one A is that like it's a social environment Mm. like i said you get way more people joining saying i want a social environment essentially than you do who want to join and say i really want to be able to do a 250 pound power clean yeah that's true be a part of something right Mm -hmm. um and if you get better and more fit at things and do things that you never thought you could before in the process then that's great and that's very exciting and that does keep you coming back too but i think that without the people that it wouldn't matter so that's true i think yeah finding an activity basically i guess if i'm even generalizing even more finding an activity that benefits you that serves you in a positive way Mm -hmm. um you want to find a community within that activity, right? So mm-hmm. I want to do rock climbing. I'm going to go find a rock climbing club. I want to do right. read books. Just... I'm going to do a book club, right? Which we also have. It's very fun. The last book we read was so good. Well, it's not. It hasn't happened yet, and I loved the book. <laughs> the book club meeting. Um. So obviously, when we come back next year, we'll still come back to Pill Horse, it's right? Great. Because now it's familiar. Yeah. And I like the facility a lot. Yeah, it's easy to get to. Everyone's um, nice. Everybody's been nice. I don't know, it's just always been a good experience. The experience with the people and making sure that like you're welcomed and that like the equipment is accessible. And I think that all of that is probably more important yeah. than anything else. As long as you're not, especially as a drop-in, especially as a drop-in. Oh, here's a question. Is there some drop-in rules you as a drop-in because you're kind of get there and I just my brain shifted okay is there some things that some courtesies some etiquette as a drop-in regardless of what level of yeah, okay. athlete you are you never ever should be there later than 10 minutes before class starts as a drop-in otherwise as a coach having had drop-ins come in it's horrible it's really annoying like if you're dropping in, especially if it's for the first time, you really, really need to be at least 15 minutes early would be my guess. If it's the whole week and you're coming back, you probably still need to be like eight to 10 minutes early just because 
that it is what it is. Well, you usually have waivers to sign. Yeah, there's waivers you to gotta sign. Figure there's out things the gym. to sign in. You have to know, like, if it's not your home gym and you see the workout, it's probably good that you should figure out where the equipment is beforehand so that you're not, like, disturbing class. Yeah. Also, I think one another rule of thumb should be give that gym a call or a heads up or some mm -hmm. type of communication that you're coming. For me, on an organizational level, if a drop-in's come in, I try to give coaches heads up both give them their name and where they're from. And at least they have some kind of like rapport to like, you know, welcome them with. Mm -hmm. So definitely trying to give them a heads up. What, is there anything else that you can think of that might be a good etiquette? I would think as an athlete to err on the side of caution because you have people who you don't, who don't know you as an athlete around you. The coach who doesn't know you as an athlete coaching you or being in charge of you for that hour in general. And you really, this is not the time to overextend yourself. If usually in a workout, like it's, let's say it's 95 pound power clean star RX. And like, maybe you could do it, but ooh, that's a lot of reps. Maybe just drop it down to 85. You're on vacation, have a fun time. You don't always need to RX everything. Ooh. I really just think that this is not the time to try and like show off. Or again, like if you injure yourself or something happens, like these people don't know you, <laughs> it's gonna be harder. Yeah, I think that's funny you say that because that was kind of my experience this week. I pulled my hamstring a couple of weeks ago, my back's acting up, things like that. And um, I didn't know what, I didn't even know what I could do. I move well enough in warm up. <laughs> I look good in warm up, kind of like my golf game. I swing well, but then you put a ball in front of me, it doesn't go anywhere. Um, anyways, so yeah, that's kind of my thing. And I did, I think every workout, something was modified whether it was load i think mostly it was load. load yeah mostly just load because my back was hurting but um but yeah my because i was thinking to myself at first i was like uh i can't and then i thought about i was like nobody knows me they don't care and i'm trying to have a good time on the beach like why would i want to be hurt on vacation so i just dropped the load a little bit and i stayed within the the parameters of the um time domain, time, time domain yep and and the intensity was there i couldn't breathe and i was dying so you know whatever so i did what cross came for well i came because you forced me but i'm joking i was encouraged i was encouraged because i i it would be hard i didn't i didn't based on my ego and what i thought i could and couldn't do i didn't know if i should be doing it at all but but yeah so etiquette give people a heads up um when you're going um here's another one there is nothing more upsetting and frustrating than when a drop-in comes in, they sign their waiver, and then they don't pay. Oh, yeah. There's, and, then, and then what's even more frustrating, hey, man, how do I pay you? And you tell them how, you, how they pay you, and they're like, yeah, 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 okay, cool, thanks. And they don't pay you. Pay the people, man. Yeah, be prepared to pay if you're just dropping in every single time. Yeah, you're supporting a gym, right? This is the community of CrossFit. We're, we or other business owners, we're small business owners. It takes a lot to run a gym. So pay the dues, man. That's just an appreciation thing. But uh, we head home tomorrow. So we're looking forward to be back and maybe take some of this experience um, uh, from pale horse and, and just thinking about where where we've been as athletes before and um apply it to our home as well anyways 
Thanks for joining us on the Mosaic Fitness Collective. I'm your host, Mike, my lady Lexi. <laughs> We're going to go read and sit on the beach. Bye.